So as I said uh, at the start of our meeting, is a slightly different uh, setup this morning. Uh, we have the joy of being able to share some thoughts, some ideas of where the Lord wants to lead us as a church. And I've got with me this morning, which is wonderful, um, we've got Mark, uh, Elder, and we've got Grantley, uh, an Elder, and we've got Floss, who is Grantley's wife. And it is so good to see you all this morning. So as I said, it's our Vision Sunday, uh, and we're going to be sharing, I'm going to be asking these guys to share some of the thoughts and visions that the Lord has got for us. So um, guys, welcome, first of all. It is great to be with you and to see you. Uh, just got, as I said, these couple of questions which I just need to find. So over to Mark first. Over to you, young man. Um, 2020... 2020 was an interesting year. So what have been some of the uh, things that have stood out for you? Yeah, sure. I mean, first of all, this feels like mastermind, doesn't it? It's like, I don't <laughs> know about you guys. <laughs> uh, yeah, the question, I thought, well, this would be a good idea to do this. But hey, uh, anyway, yeah, so this is going to be good. It's going to be good. Um, so I think 2020, obviously such a random year in so many ways for, for everyone. We, we can't not mention a global pandemic. I mean, that has just been such a big factor for everything. But I think what's, what's really struck me during this last year is just the way God has moved in significant ways. And for me, I, I think just looking at the church as a whole, and that's the, the church universal, if you like, across the whole of the world, just how it has moved into an online platform mm. in, in just like a moment, really, has been amazing really when companies like international companies have been struggling with how to do this mm. the church has been incredible in its flexibility and in its way of doing that and I think that's down to so many volunteers so many incredible people we've got some amazing folk here obviously who've uh, really blessed us and I know from very limited knowledge here you know we've got some amazing people but very limited knowledge to go from zero to what we produce now on a week-by-week -week basis is nothing short of miraculous Amen. and really really amazing so I think that's amazing I think within that as well just the way that community has really been part of that deal uh, you know to to hear stories about how people have really pressed into getting together gathering together in whatever ways the government has said we can do whether it's been online or whether it's been in person at parks whatever it's been there's been that desire to connect with one another and i know people have done that on deeper and deeper basis we've run hope communities here obviously where people have been able to encounter god with one another and do things there it's kind of like church services so that's been really great and just the way people have grown in that as well. I think people who've really invested in themselves, in their relationship with God, in, in marriages and parenting, we've seen so much growth in those people. So I think that's there. Other standout things, um, just the, the food program that we've been running here, that's just been a delight to see that kind of emerge from a real need where people, you know, uh, in the first lockdown where schools were closed and, and a lot of families who relied on the hot lunches for, their, for Elizabeth and Steve to step into that and their team and to start providing food has been amazing. And to then carry on that kind of loving those people who feel very marginalized, actually, has just been beautiful, really beautiful. So that's been a real standout moment for me. 
Other standout moments, um, I think, obviously, we had the court case this year. Oh, it's so easy to forget, isn't it? We had the court case this year. Oh, my goodness. 2020 seems like both the longest year, right, and, and like the shortest year ever. But that happened. So we, we had this massive ruling in our favor in the highest court in the land, which meant that we can now purchase this site. That was an incredible moment. I think the generosity of our church family, we've seen uh, offering, uh, general offering, you know, people's giving on a regular basis going up. That's amazing. That means we've been able to do more stuff. We've been able to reach more people. That's awesome. When we did our special offering, you know, we asked for 50,000 pounds. We got 65,000 pounds. Oh, it's just fall off your seat moment. I think that's that's been incredible. Uh, a couple of other moments. I think just seeing people uh, with kind of like leadership gifting emerging. I think, you know, following on from that pressing into God thing, I think people with leadership gifting have started to emerge. That's been special. We obviously had the biggest ever Christmas event we've done, our biggest ever service. We, we think there were over 500 people who actually engaged and like watched it live on the day, whether that was online at home or whether it was actually here in the car park. So that happened, that was there. And then the last thing that has really stood out for me is just the way God has been speaking. It's been a real privilege to have people send uh, me and the other elders, uh, you guys, uh, just some prophetic words they feel God is speaking about. And God has clearly been speaking to us as a church body. So there's some real stuff in there that is like, oh, okay, that's, that's captured attention, if you like. That's really been a standout moment. So for me, that's, that's 2020 in a nutshell. So many things I could carry on, but I, w- I won't because, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I, the mind boggles, but we just are thankful to God Absolutely. for how he's moved in su- such a restrict, you know, what seems restrictive. He is not restricted in any way, and we just delight in that. So, you know, things are moving, things are growing, things are progressing. And you mentioned the church building, Mm -hmm. you know, so is there an update um, on on where we're at with that? Not a lot of news, I have to say, but I think it's important that, you know, we kind of communicate (laughs) that. I think, well, with regards to the extension, obviously, we've got planning commission for a a 500-seat auditorium out the back. We're just putting a pause on that at the moment. Mm although I have got some drawings on my computer that I must look at, um, which are there. But we have got a pause on that at the moment, just to say, hey, with everything else going on, obviously our attentions have been elsewhere. With regards to the site purchase, we're, we're pressing our landlord to get an agreed price. Yeah. Um, we've got various meetings with uh, lenders uh, as well. So lots of things going on in the background. Right. I'd say relatively boring things, but they're not. You know what I mean? Yeah, kind yeah. of like stuff that's going on. So no massive news at the moment, but we really, I think, one of the things we'd love to see happen this year yeah, is, is that. No, you know. absolutely. And I think that's important for the, uh, us as a family to know that, to share that, that things are moving, but these things do take time uh, as well. So, so that's amazing. Mark, you also mentioned, um, you know, as we've pressed into God, as, as elders, we sought him, how we grow as we move forward uh, about the church leadership mm-hmm. and how sort of just uh, we recognizing things in people's lives. So do you want to just unpack that a little bit more and where we're going with that? Yeah, sure. I think, well, there's, there's a number of people we, we want to recognize in, in leadership positions. Um, and we have this wonderful title of deacon here, which, uh, you know, the Bible calls servant, <laughs> which is just a, a lovely thing. But it's, it's an office, I suppose, just as elders is. We have elders and deacons. Um, elders lead, steer the church. Deacons kind of lead ministry areas, for want of a better word, in, in terms of what we do here. And um, there's two people who we want to recognize as deacons uh, now. One is Ben Watkins, who is in the room. He's just over there behind the camera. We'll wave at him over there. Like <laughs> um, and uh, he's been heading up the youth work for, for oh, quite a while now, <laughs> over a year, uh, maybe 18 months, something like that. And we just want to say, hey, wow, we recognize that. And so we, we'll pray for him at some point on one of these mornings. We'll, we'll pray for him, recognize him as a deacon. So that's the first one. And then the second person uh, is our head 
of Trustees, and that is Alice Lynch. Now, I, I know a lot more people won't see her as much. They won't know who she is. But again, we'll get out there and pray for her. But she's a, an accountant. Uh, she is just an amazing lady. If you know her history and her background, she, it's almost like God has brought her up to do this role from her parents and her, her brother does and all sorts of things. Just amazing. So that's going to be in great hands. Mark Dawes has handed over the chair of trustees to her. So, so that's where it is. And speaking of trustees, actually, we've now got legally the trustees team is now trustees. So that's, that's happened. That's really good news. So that's uh, Alice, obviously, Matt Gray. Mike Day, Sheila Greenacre, and Mark Dawes. They're, Mark's still remaining a trustee. So those guys are trustees. And that, I think that's one of the most significant things to happen to us actually as a church because it enables us as elders now to focus in on the, the spiritual leadership of the church. And those guys can worry about all of the kind of financial, legal, what we should and shouldn't be doing, and they've already caught up a load of things that we've gone, oh, good, excellent, yeah, good, yeah, no, that's, that's really cool. They're, they're, they're looking at that. Amazing, faithful men and women in that team. The caliber of them is, is extraordinary. So, so that's going on. And then the last leadership thing um, that's going on is uh, two very fine men uh, have been coming along to eldership meetings. We invited them along about six months ago because we wanted to to help them explore their call to leadership, really, and eldership. So we're not saying these guys are being put forward as elders, you know, that they are exploring their call. Uh, we've been doing that privately, so they didn't have any pressure on them, and nobody kind of said, well, we're going to be an elder then, you know, all that kind of things that people sometimes do. We said, hey, that's, that's just a very private thing. But now we want to say publicly, hey, these guys are meeting with us. Uh, and those two very fine men are uh, John Champion, and Ben Watkins, who we mentioned earlier as well. So those guys are attending our eldership meeting. As I say, they are exploring their call. We're not proposing them as elders. We're just saying, hey, let's, let's explore this together. So that's, that's just amazing, really, in terms of what's going on. So many amazing people stepping up. God is moving and, and he's stirring people, he's stirring us as, as elders, he's stirring those and just people are just calling out to him to recognise what uh, ways that they can serve him and serve his church. Uh, and spe speaking of people who serve the church faithfully, uh, we want to just say hi to Grantly and to Floss, welcome this morning. I think Floss, is this your first time back on a Sunday morning with us? First time in the building. Absolutely amazing. Wonderful. <laughs> so good to see amazing. you. So good to see you. So, guys, you know, after uh, over the past sort of several um, months, uh, over the last year or so, um, what has God been saying to you, sort of individually and as a couple, uh, about where uh, you want to go? Hi, Kevin. Hi. Happy New Year to you. <laughs> Thank you. And to everybody watching. Um, yeah, with a, a year in which. Um, you know, we've been, in a sense, limited as to what we could do. I think we, we asked that question, God, what is it that you've called us to do? Yeah. And in, in raising that question, we felt there were three significant things that have happened in our lives in the recent years. And uh, the first one, those who've been on the School of Supernatural Life will know, is that I, when, when I turned 60, I just asked God, what, what next in this next <laughs> chapter of my life? And I remember going to bed saying, God, what is it that you want me to do? And I had this very vivid dream of, of somebody coming into my room, handing me a folder, uh, and on this folder was just the word school of supernatural life. Wow. And inside that was, in a sense, all the material that we then began to teach. And 
So that began this incredible journey. We started with just a few, about 12 guinea pigs, we called them, people who were willing to, to have a go at, at the course, and we never realized quite where that was, that was going. So that was one thing. Then, then two other things. Uh, um, Mark and I were at a Randy Clark conference, and uh, I was just lost in the spirit, and I had this vision of this map and a map with a, a flame burning through it. And it was a familiar picture because I'd seen that many years ago in relationship to Norfolk in East Anglia. And that inspired us in our mission to plant churches in Norfolk. And I thought that was it, just a reminder. But then I thought God said, look again. And as I looked again, I realized the map wasn't of East Anglia, but actually of mainland Europe. And I thought, wow, this is God changing our geography a little. And then a second picture was we were both walking um, with John and Liz Wilthew in Stoddy Lodge. It was May a couple of years ago. It was beautiful rhododendron time. And um, we saw some friends across the other side of the lake. And I, I just sort of shouted out hello. And it, it was an embarrassing moment because I was in one of those, one of those places where this echo. And everybody in the whole, I think, the whole area heard me shout to them. And uh, we, we met up anyway and, and, ch and chatted. But we were having coffee um, uh, and a cake mid-afternoon. Mid and they, they found us and came up to us and said, do you know, I thought that was a prophetic moment when you shouted over the waters. And I said, well, what do you mean? He said, I feel God's going to give you a voice across the channel into mainland Europe and that you're going to be heard by many nations. And I'm, we just looked at each other and thought, where's this come from? We've... You know, they don't know anything about us, really, what's happening. And so that, those three things have uh, cemented this sense of calling, this sense of calling to the school, the school here, the school in Europe, because it's begun to explode in Europe, and for us to have a ministry in Europe. So that means that we have to lay some things down that we've been doing here and, uh, and to take, take up more, uh, more centrally those two themes for the, for the future. Okay, so um, it's not really surprising that peop people heard Grantley's voice echoing around his head. That does happen <laughs> a lot wherever we go. Anyway, uh, but we just really wanted to say that because uh, you know, what Grantley's explained doesn't mean that we're going to change our location. We're just changing our role. This is our home, that you are our family, and uh, we in no way want to be separated from you. Or, you know, we may be not here as much as we used to be um, in the future when COVID disappears. But, um, you know, we, we want to be here among you. We want to play our part here in the church, maybe as mother and father a bit or actually grandmother and grandfather probably a bit now <laughs> as we're getting on but you know we, we want to do what God's called us to do and that is to be here to really encourage people to live the life of Jesus but we, we need to be doing that in Europe as well so uh, yeah going forward you know you, you, you've mentioned Europe Obviously, sort of a couple of days ago was quite a momentous occasion for uh, Britain. <laughs> um, so, so Europe, travel, restrictions, Brexit, that's a statement of faith. You know, how, what, what do you see? Uh, how do you see things happening and unfolding with that? Yeah, you know, there is something in Scripture, a number of occasions when, when a, a prophecy is given and the very opposite takes place. So, so when Jesus got the news of Lazarus, 
you know, Jesus said, it's, it's, it's okay, Lazarus is not going to die. And then the first thing that happens is Lazarus dies. And you think it cannot possibly happen. So um, in a sense, we, 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 we see those examples and we think, right, no, this hasn't died. It's just changed a little. Our plans are that come uh, Easter, after Easter, into April, we will be begin to travel again. Our first port of call is, is Holland, where we run a school there for uh, about seven churches or church plants in that country. Uh, so that's our plan to do that. Um, I just want to say something about the, ap- the apostolic ministry. I think it's important to, 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 to clarify this. And that, um, you know, it is a sent ministry. It, in Scripture, it's sent out of the local church. It's hosted by a local church. It's supported in... And, and cared for by local church. And so that's how we see ourselves, not s- starting a great central movement or, or administration, just that we go with hope, <coughs> uh, uh, sending us with hope, people joining us, being part of the team, working out in what is the biggest mission field, I think, in the world. It, it's crazy, isn't it? But it is. It's become the biggest mission field, the most ungodly uh, continent. And so it's our plan to work out of hope for us to reach the ends of the earth because every church should have that mission. So, you know, as a family of churches, we've got many young families who've left these shores and have gone across to Europe. And our, our relationships are mostly in northern Europe. Sadly, God didn't seem to be sending us somewhere warm. Anyway, <laughs> but... Um, you know, and, and for those people, it's really tough. It's tough doing cross-cultural mission. It's tough to take your young family and start in a new place where you know no, nobody. And we, um, we just, you know, we, we've had a call from so many of them to say, please, will you come and help us? And that's really what we want to do. And we want you as a church to be part of that, to understand the need in Europe is huge. Europe is full of religion, but there are very few churches where people are truly living like Jesus, charismatic, soul-winning churches. They're few and far between, and I think we need to get hold of that, that Europe is, is such a needy place. And so we want to, you know, really do play our part in supporting these, these churches over there. Some of, them are, some of them are growing, some of them are still in embryonic form. So Grant has already spoken about Burkle in Holland, where we've been running our school already. They want us to start a second year now. So we have first and second year. We're going to do that from um, September. Um, is that right? No, January. Uh, April. April. <laughs> Get it right, Floss. April. Get it right. Yeah. <laughs> I, so, it's because you lose all track of time, don't you? Anyway, uh, anyway, from April to the end of the year, we're going to be doing first and second year in in um, Burkle in Holland, serving those seven churches. And then the new venture, we're going to be starting a school in Helsinki in Finland. We've been mentoring the church leaders over there for the last six months on Zoom, (coughs) as we've had to, and they're so hungry for help to build their church. And so we're going to start a school over there, and that's going to be starting in September. September. Yes, get that right. It's going to be starting in September, running through to the June the following year. Um, we've taken some folk with us already to some of these places, and uh, we've had a great time, and we've taken folk from Hope with us, and they've had a great time too, and we want that to be expanded and extended so that folk from here 
come with us and get a taste of what it's like to serve our brothers and sisters in Europe. It's such a blessing to do it. So, uh, yeah. Wonderful. That just sounds so exciting. So praise God for, for his leading on that. But you've obviously mentioned sort of Burkle and Helsinki, sort of the school over there. What, what about the school here? Uh, in yeah. London. Well, we during lockdown we've been working really hard. We've recorded nearly well, just over sixty teaching sessions. So they're going to be available online, and so um, uh, the school is going to be the school plus really because it's going to have an online facility as well as a, a live facility, and that's all going to start after Easter. So the day school and the evening school will start after Easter, and so we really want everybody at Hope and everybody near to come and be part of that school. And it, we never have anything compulsory at Hope, but it, this is as compulsory as it gets. Be on the school. Sign up on the website. But we also are hoping to do an online school in September, which can reach people from a wider geographical area. Because obviously, with Meeting Weekly, you've got to live pretty close to Wyndham. But we want to do something where people far and wide can be part of it. But yet we still create this courageous community, which is so crucial to change people's lives. If, you know, you will learn a great deal more if being on the school. But the key thing is that you do what Jesus did, that your behavior radically changes. And you need a courageous community. So we want to create that on the, uh, on the internet, on, on the web, and uh, as well as have some times in which we meet together. So great plans for the school. We want everybody to be part of it. Wonderful. Well, you know, personally and as a church, so thank you guys for the years that you have faithfully served us in, in your current role. And obviously, we're just praying for you uh, as God continues to lead you in sort of perhaps a slightly different direction that you've shared. So, but thank you uh, so much, guys, for, for the way that you've done that. Mark, back over to you, my <sighs> friend. <laughs> so um, you mentioned, you know, how uh, as, as the trustees are coming on board and stuff like that, and as elders, we can uh, think about more sort of the spiritual growth and development of the church. So uh, as an eldership, we have felt God stirring us uh, over some things. So can you share uh, about that? Yeah, sure. I mean, I, I think what we've, what we've seen in the last year, the last six months, uh, you know, off the back of Grantly Floss as well and their decision is, is a number of confluence of factors all coming together and uh, I'm very aware how God seems to work and how I've observed him work is that sometimes you get these moments where lots of things arrive at the same point and you get like uh, you know I, I work in flood risk and rivers you know I know rivers and a confluence is a point where different streams meet that's all that is and so when you kind of get this this time where you can see all these different things seeming to converge arriving at the same point you have to say oh okay you've got my attention God you know, you've got my attention. There is something here that, that's going on. What is it? And that's the time to start inquiring of him. And I think Grantly Floss, obviously, at one of those. Um, that's, that's part of the deal. Uh, there's a staffing issue, which, which kind of arises up and kind of goes, okay, what's going on here? We're, we're very aware that God is moving in significant ways in different areas too. So there's some stuff going on in Long Stratton that is just awesome. Uh, you know, we, we want to bring more details about that at some point. But there's, there's some stuff going on there. We're going, oh, okay, that's interesting. There's some other stuff going on in the county that we're going, oh, that's interesting. There's some things going on at Hope, as I say, with different people rising up in leadership and different things going on. That, that's all happening. And then the last, I suppose, piece of the jigsaw in that was a lot of prophetic coming in. I mentioned it earlier, but people coming in and that prophetic stuff really said the church is not going to look the same after the, the kind of 
pandemic as it did before. And uh, as elders, we took that very seriously. Yeah. You know, we said, oh, okay, what's that? Does it mean that we're just really good at doing this YouTube stuff, you know? Or does it actually mean something more? And I think it really started to stir in us that it was something more, especially with these other things going on. And there was a, a real sense, actually, of a significant change in our vision. You know, for, for years, since the start of the church, what, 12 years ago, right? 12 years ago, before my time, <laughs> but 12 years ago, the, the church started and it had this passion and this vision for home base 500, a church of 500 people with a place for 500 people. And we think, actually, no, you know what? That has served us so well. But as we have got so close to that in terms of the number of people who consider hope to be their home and, you know, if you then take kind of like the YouTube thing on board and the vision, well, what does that mean? But, well, you know, we've, we've had events past 500 now. What does this look like beyond that? And I think there's some stuff stirring in us that said, oh, okay, we need to really look at this. We need to really think about this. We need to pray into this. And so we've been praying, we've been fasting. And I suppose what I'm saying today is that we do not have, here's our new vision, guys, you know, bring out the pop-up banners. No, 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 we've, we've, we've not got that yet. But we do know that God is stirring us to, to leave. And, and, and to kind of say two analogies, really, I suppose our, our overall direction and feel has, isn't going to change. So there's a sailing and a skiing analogy in this. Um, the sailing analogy is when you sail, you set your course and you go, I want to go over there. And, you know, the, the values that we have are not going to change. The kind of heart for families in this town and, and our heart for Wyndham, we're still a local church, that, that isn't going to change. But kind of how we get there, our direction, if you like, which Homebase 500 was, is, is kind of the thing that we believe is changing. And when you're sailing, you go for a direction, but you tack. So you might go over here when the wind blows, that, and then you go back over here, and then you go back. There's that kind of sense. So the overall direction is there, but, but kind of like the way the wind blows and how God blows means that we have to adjust our course. And... The other one was, was a picture John Champion had, actually, in, in, a, in an elders meeting. You guys were there. And, and it was of a skiing thing where you're going downhill, and there's the, I don't know much about skiing, but there's this kind of moguls, which are hills, for those people who don't know what it is either. You can look it up on the internet. You kind of get up and down, up and down. And John said the key thing about going downhill in these things is that you change when you're at the top of the hill, not when you're in the valley. That's a bat you crash when you do that. But, you know, at the top, you can change direction. And there's a, there's a moment where you lift, and you don't actually know exactly where you're going to land but you do know that you're changing direction and that for me and for us as an eldership is where we are at right now we are in this moment where we know there is a change coming and all these confluence of factors all these things all the prophetic all thrown into the mix we know there's a change but we don't know where that exact landing point is so it's a bit of a a bit of a journey into the unknown, really. Uh, so that's, yeah, that's kind of like where we see things right now. Wow, yeah. So, so, so that's an exciting. Yeah. Uh, it's a step of faith yeah. that we seek the Lord on this. Um, it sounds significant. Uh, and you, you know, mentioned one of the, our values was family. Mm. Um, so what, what, can the sort of, what ways can the church body, what ways can the church family be involved with this journey? Yeah, well, I, I think we're, we're really this morning asking the church to be involved. We want to be on this journey together. Yeah. We're not kind of an autocratic society here as a, or an autocratic organization or an autocratic family. We, we are a family. We're, we're a people together on this. And so we want you guys to be praying for us. That's, that's the key thing. Please, please pray for your leadership. Pre, please pray for us as elders. If you can fast, fast. That's awesome. That would be really good. We really want to set some time 
here to say, let's really go for it. If God speaks to people, yeah. please yeah. send it in. We want to hear. You know, it's not just our, our ability to hear God as leadership. I think people who've been around Hope long enough know that that's not how we function and how we work. You know, we, we want to hear God in all sorts of ways. So please send any prophetic in. We're going to have some corporate prayer times together over the coming weeks and months where we really want to say, hey, let's, let's press into that. that I, I, I think we've, we've not been p- poor at prayer here at Hope, but we could be a lot better. Yeah. A lot, if, if there's an area that we could kind of get some significant gains, that's the one. Yeah. That's the one for me. So I think praying is, is number one, number one on that, both corporately. So, hey, that's, that's the key thing. And we would hope, and I, I can't put a time scale on God because I, I, you know, I've been a Christian 20-something years. I know how this works, right? You don't put a time scale on God. But we would hope that by Easter, we would have a really definitive kind of uh, vision of what, what we think God is saying to us. We're, we're speaking to some other uh, apostolic guys as well to help us, um, other streams and things. So that's, that's all part of the deal. But yeah, for the church family, pray. Have I said pray yet? Yeah. Pray. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Thank you. So, so um, Grant Nifloss, any, any closing thoughts, anything else that you would like to share about the year ahead? Yeah, really. I just want to say that right at the very beginning of this whole COVID thing, God really spoke to me about um, the church in China, which is a bit strange. But during the Cultural Revolution, the whole church in China was shut down people were imprisoned or the missionaries were sent out and the West just imagined that the church was dead in China. When the doors finally opened, we found millions and millions of Chinese Christians, which was amazing. God was doing, and I felt God say to me, I'm going to be doing that in this shutdown time, which is amazing. But um, just recently, I I had a verse that somebody shared on Facebook that really stirred me, and it's from Psalm 105, verse 37, and it says, this is God, uh, how he brought the people of Israel out from Egypt and out of the wilderness into the promised land. And it said, he brought out Israel laden with silver and gold, and from among their tribes no one faltered. And that's just an amazing verse for us to think about. This is what we want to pray for our church that we come out of this laden with silver and gold, things of the kingdom, and that we come out of it with no one faltering, that we, sh- we support one another, we love one another. And um, the verse that I've just read as we went into the new year, Hebrews 10, verse 23, let us hold unswervingly to the, to the hope we profess, for he who promises is faithful. Amen. That's how we're going to come out of this laden with silver and gold. Wonderful, yeah. wonderful. Grantley, anything from you? Um, well, this year we're celebrating 40 years of ministry. Isn't that amazing? Wow. I can't, God <laughs> has been so faithful and true. And um, this uh, sort of January to, to, to March gives me an opportunity to have a bit of a study leave. So that's what I'm going to be doing in this session. I'm going to be working hard, but in a different way. And uh, I just feel it's an opportunity. I want to particularly look this year at how we can make disciples that make disciples. I think as a church, we're growing rapidly, but we're not seeing the number of people saved that we want to see saved. So I want to look at that and uh, hopefully bring back to you, the other elders, um, a paper that will help us to really strategize even more effectively as to how we can do that, because I think it's time for the church to expand and grow. It's, I feel it revivals in the air, and so uh, we want to get fully, fully trained up and prepared for that. That occasion. Wonderful. 
wonderful thank you guys mark anything that you'd like to share yeah, I mean, I, I think obviously we won't see Grantly for February, so that's an important thing to know. It's not that we've kind of shipped him off somewhere, you know, it's actually just that you're taking a study leave, and I think that's really important. You've never, ever taken a sabbatical, have you? Crazy people, yes. No. Mad, <laughs> mad. Anyway, so I'm planning to take one every other year. But anyway, um, so, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I guess I was reading my Bible this year. No, sorry, this year? No, this week. <laughs> um, and I was in the story of Elijah, and um, Elijah was... Uh, at this point where he's on the mountain and he's in front of the priests of Baal and uh, Israel has been worshipping Baal. It's all gone very wrong for for kind of Israel um, after having this amazing kingdom with David and Solomon. And um, the King Ahab has just been a bit of a a naughty one. Um, And Elijah goes up and he, he, first of all, he has this contest with them with the priest of Baal, where he puts down an offering and they put down an offering. He says, well, whoever's God burns this offering is the winner. You know, a bit of a boast battle going on, really. <laughs> and, and the priest of Baal try for ages and they don't do anything. But Elijah, what he does is he builds an altar which hadn't been built before. Uh, you know, so it's, it's a restoration deal going on there. And he builds it out of, the twel- out of 12 stones which mark the 12 tribes of Israel. So he's, he's restoring the people to where they are meant to be. And then there's this incredible demonstration of God's power comes. Then off the back of that, Elijah then prays for rain. There's been a, a, a drought and he prays for rain. And he has to do that seven times before this rain comes. And in this, I think God was saying for this year, there is a real sense of persistence which brings demonstration, which brings restoration for me. I, I truly believe that this year is going to be a year of restoration. You know, we've got the hope of vaccine. We've got the hope of all these things. Right, okay. But I really believe there's going to be restoration. And it's almost a prophetic signal as, as the country and the world emerges, is restored in however that looks and, and whatever that, that looks like. Uh, there'll be this, and I don't know the timetable of that, but there'll be th- as this restoration happens, the demonstration of God's power will come into that. And there will be this extraordinary blossoming, I think, and it comes off the back of what you guys are saying, the blossoming of the church, the blossoming of the people of God. All these people have been putting deep roots deeper and deeper. And as you, as you pursue demonstration, as you pursue miraculous, you know we love miracles here, and I'm amazed, I was looking this morning, just all the stuff God's done this year, uh, last year, that, that we go, okay, there is a demonstration that brings restoration. So I think there's going to be real significant restoration this year, and I'm, I'm really excited about that. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. So, you know, we almost come full circle. You know, we started off with that verse from Lamentations about the faithfulness of God, steadfast and new mercies every morning. You know, and it's such a delight to sort of for you to be able to share these things. Thank you, guys. But, you know, I think, you know, Mark, you also mentioned a few moments ago about praying uh, as a church, you know, for corporate, individual prayer and fasting if you can. Um, so why, why don't we just take a few moments now um, as, as, as us four together just to pray for the church, pray for the year ahead, uh, and then I'll sort of close uh, in, in a couple of moments. Thank you, Father God, that you are faithful. Thank you that you are true. Thank you that you love us with a passion. Father God, I want to pray for us as a family, as a hope family, that we will dig deep and that we will come out of this laden with silver and gold because we've held unswervingly to the hope that you've given us because you are faithful. Father, I want to pray that over the church, I want to declare that over our church, that we will come out of this stronger, 
Father, will you be with every person today, listening and watching, and encourage them and build them up, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Father, you've spoken to us of your great desire to build a glorious church, this mountain that's bigger uh, above all other mountains, the rock that smashes all other rocks, the, the bride that is more splendid and glorious than any other bride. And Lord, we have these promises that your church will emerge glorious, more radiant than ever. And we, we know that you are faithful and true, that no pandemic can ever stop your promises being yes and amen, as we sung earlier. And we, see, we want to say our own yes and amen to these promises, that you will build a glorious church, not just here in Wyndham, in Hope, but right across the globe, that uh, we will emerge, as Flosser said, with these glorious riches and this radiance and this strength that we could not have gained if we had not walked through the fire. So we thank you, Lord, that this is a year. You've formed us, you've transformed us, you're renewing us, and we will emerge more like gold than we've ever done. Thank you, Jesus. Heavenly Father, I, oh, it's, it's one of those moments where we, at the start of the year we often we, we used to <laughs> pray for everyone and kind of have like fire tunnels and just pray for everyone as they came through. It's just been a delight to do that over the years. And right now we just want to pray for every single person watching this, whether you're, you're watching it live or whether you watch it later. We just want to bless you right now. We bless you with just the most incredible 2021 ever. That this would be just a year of favor on you. This would be a year of demonstration. This would be a year of restoration. This would be a year where you see breakthrough after breakthrough. That you would see uh, just a favor on you in terms of where you're working, in terms of where you walk, in terms of what you do and who you speak to. There would just be person after person who wants to know about Jesus through you. So I just pray that blessing over every single person watching this today. I bless you right now in the name of Jesus. We, we long to see the church gathered physically again together, Lord. We really do. This, this really does suck. It really is horrible. But at the same time, we're aware that, wow, what a privilege to get the presence of God in people's rooms, in their houses, in their cars or wherever. And so, Lord, we're thirsty for you. I pray, Lord, that you would just create a thirst in us, a desire to see more of you, Jesus, to see more of your activity in our lives, more of you in our church, more of you in our daily lives, Father. We are thirsty. We want you. And Father, we really want to, oh, Father, we really want to bless Granny and Floss too, Lord. We thank you so much for them. We thank you so much for their amazing service and we just bless them right now. We, we're excited about what this is going to do, about how this engages us as a church too, about how we get to be part of something so much more significant. We've got a heart for this town, but we also have a heart for the nations and this nation. So Father, we pray, Lord, that we would have a significant impact, a significant impact on this place father we've always wanted to be a church which uh, does something extraordinary in a, in a little market town it would be something that hits way beyond what anybody could imagine and that's still our heart father so we just pray for that you would just do something with us this year that we cannot imagine that we'd be doing this next year sitting back going look look at what you have done look at what you've done more national international but even just the street local impact on individual lives 
you change this whole thing, Lord, to look more like you, that your kingdom would come in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Yes, Father, we just delight in you. We just thank you for your faithfulness. We thank you for your love. We thank you that you are building your church uh, and you establish that uh, in the local church here uh, in Wyndham and how that manifests itself as your spirit leads and guides us. Uh, Lord, we just uh, prayed for, for, for folk who felt that they were just hanging on uh, by fingertips. But may, may this year, may this moment, we declare that this moment that they stand on solid ground, the firm, firm word of God, uh, rooted and established you as they sort of encounter the presence of you uh, in their home and in their lives this morning. And Father, we do lift up uh, this church to you. Uh, this is your church. You're building it. You're stirring individuals. We uh, lift up our trustees, guys. We lift up Ben and John to you and uh, Alice, uh, Lord, for Grantly and Floss, for Mark uh, and for the other elders and deacons and for all those uh, church family. May, may it be a time of restoration, a time of release, a time of joy and excitement expectancy of how you are going to just lead us and guide us personally individually but as corporately as a family as well we delight in you and we just say thank you use us we are here wholly available the harvest is ready lord uh, and we just uh, are here ready to serve you uh, to build and establish your kingdom uh, here in Wyndham, in norfolk in the nation and the nations of, of europe we pray in your beautiful and holy name amen Guys, thank you for sharing that. Uh, it was such a joy to spend time with you guys and just to hear uh, how God is just uh, speaking to us. Uh, and family, church family, we just really pray that you have found that useful. Uh, as Mark has shared, you know, this is a family deal. Uh, and we would invite you and encourage you to pray with us, pray for us, and to share those prophetic words uh, as you seek the Lord over these coming months. Uh, I, uh, you know, do, do, do send that into the office. And if you'd like to do that, if you'd like to connect with us as a church and find out more about what goes on at Hope Community Church, then we'd love you to email us. Uh, there's an email address, welcome at hopecommunitychurch.co.uk, uh, and we'd love to hear from you. As I said, I hope you found it useful. Uh, I hope you've been blessed as we've spent this time worshipping together this morning. Uh, and things will perhaps get a little bit back to, to normal next Sunday. Uh, and we look forward to you uh, being able to tap in then. Bless you, church, and have a great week.